Blog Talk Radio. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. snow 
<laughs> That's no, not a surprise to me, but I'm from out there, no. so that makes sense. No, not a surprise. And I have told people that I once saw it snow in May here, but April. Uh, we always said April showers bring May flowers, but this is a little ridiculous because I don't know if snow showers bring May flowers. But yes, here on Tuesday in Chicago, there is a chance of some snow. So I know I've seen uh, some snow, I think, in Boston uh, ahead of uh, the Red Sox game today. I think there was uh, snow. So I don't know what's kind of going on around here, but uh, winter is... Winter is like that uh, guest that doesn't want to leave. <laughs> it, it, it's time for to go. Everybody's have, gone, but they're still there. Right, right, right. You have to politely kind of like show them to the door. Or it's like that bad date that just doesn't want to like leave. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't know that time is up. So, yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on. But so glad we've made it to the weekend, though. Um wherever you were at. Um, I don't know. Is it, I know last weekend everyone pretty much had their eyes fixated on the Masters. Is there anything that's going on this weekend? I don't think there's much going on this weekend. Uh, I don't know, but for me, I'm going to a pub crawl tomorrow. So by all means, if you're in the Las Vegas area, join in. I I don't mind having friends. <laughs> You know, I've never no, done one of those. I don't think there is anything this weekend. No, I don't think so either. I've never done one of those. Have you done one before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Uber? <laughs> so for those of us that aren't familiar really with pub how that actually works, is it like you go to one bar and stay for about 30 minutes to an hour, then you go to another bar, then you go to another one, and there's probably like a limit on how many bars you go to? Correct. Yes. Gotcha. And because Vegas is set up the way that Vegas is set up, you start at one bar at one end of the – we're going to be doing downtown, so we'll be off of Fremont Street. You've been there. Um, so we'll be doing the Fremont Street walk, and we'll walk down one side and hit bars within the casinos and walk back down the other side. And by the end, you should be stumbling and bumbling, unless you're smart and eat somewhere in the middle. To my friends at Binion's, who I still have a uh, ticket for uh, – <laughs> I think it is for thirty-two cents, if I'm not mistaken. But I will uh, look for that. I'm afraid. Minions took my money. Three more so cents. That's uh, a. That's a. It's nothing. <laughs> I was trying to think of something that was thirty-five cents. There's nothing thirty-five cents anymore. Not even gum. Remember when they had gum for twenty-five cents a pack? Mm-hmm. Like the five sticks you can get for twenty five cents a pack. So, pretty much, I don't know of anything that you could buy anymore that is between that price range of twenty five to thirty two cents. What can one do with thirty two cents? Well, I know there are still some, some if you can find them, some candy machines that will still take a quarter. But now a lot of them are like dual fifty cent ones. But yeah. I'm shocked that those still make some sort of you, you know now that I think about it, candy machines in the past. How mm-hmm. long did candy sit in the machine? Oh. I are you're <laughs> asking me? I don't know. They might still be in some machines. Are you kidding? 
I know. It's like those like those fancy gumball machines. It's kind of like you know the gumball sat there for like months on end, and we didn't care. We paid our money for the gumball. We ate it. We were happy. It's kind of like the bubble gum in Topps Gum. The stuff was like as stiff as a board, and we still chewed it. I love the fact that the bubble gum machine was like the jawbreaker machine. You just yes. you didn't know what you had until you started to bite into it. Mm. I wasn't I was a like, fan hey, of jawbreakers. That's a jawbreaker. Yeah, no, I wasn't a fan of jawbreakers. I once had the uh, what was the candy? It was like a it was a hard, like clear type of candy, but it was like glass when you like because you you would normally kind of like suck on the candy, and it was like apple flavored or I think it was a Jolly Rancher back then when it was like. The pretty much just all like just a hard type of like uh, flat candy, and mm-hmm. you would like lick on those things for like hours on end. And when you got down close to like the end of it, if it broke apart, that stuff was as sharp as glass. You could probably like either like really scratch your tongue up really badly, or <laughs> you could probably use it to like rip open something. It was that bad. I'm, I'm Looking back now, I'm shocked that they sold stuff like that. You can't find it in that form anymore, but yeah, it was bad. Well, of course you can't find it in that form anymore. It was dangerous. <laughs> Someone probably came and was like, too many people were cutting their like tongue or their, like, their jaw, and yeah, we can't sell this anymore. Right. It's good, but you can't do it anymore. Oh, but we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, Almanac tonight, of course, coming up here momentarily. Then uh, we will talk about something that all of you do that you might be guilty of, and I know a few people who are guilty of when they go to Google when they are sick. There's a study out about that. Uh, Also, uh, retro moment tonight. One of the things is I never tell Mary, what's coming up on the retro moment? She doesn't want to be told. Uh, nope. The preview for that, I will tell you, is one is a toy in which the audio portion of it is only half good. You have to watch the video portion of it. And I think after tonight, I will probably put the video portion online on our webpage at newscommentblog.com. Uh, it, it has to be seen to be believed. Uh, and also the other one, uh, kind of a look at what music was like 50 years ago. Those are the two hints. Uh, and then uh, later tonight, uh, we'll take a look at what's trending. And also, uh, 20 life skills that adults wish they were taught. I think we kind of did something like this a few weeks ago, but there was a study that came out about things that adults wish that they had learned or were taught uh, is over from the U.K., but it kind of uh, we can kind of relate. Uh, we'll share what was on that list. Um, but the almanac for tonight, uh, today being April 16th, it is National Bean Counter Day. Uh, it is actually also National Eggs Benedict Day. It is Healthcare Decisions Day. Orchid Day. I know you like orchids. Yes, I do. It is also Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. And <laughs> yes, 
also at National Clean Out Your Medicine Cabinet Day, which, you know, you don't really think about, but I remember growing up, our medicine cabinet it had a lot of stuff in it. Uh, besides, you know, like my dad's razor or the toothbrush and your toothpaste and the other stuff, you know, some meds that probably stuck around or if you put them in a cabinet elsewhere. It's good to kind of clean it out every once in a while because I think one day I went through my medicine cabinet and had, like, some expired meds from, like, three or four years ago. And, you know, sometimes you go to the hospital, they give you a prescription, and you might go through almost half, all, all of it, and the other half just sits there. Please don't throw it out. There are places that will take that. <laughs> so, yes. I think uh, help me out here. Yeah, think, and actually it... dispose of them the right way. Don't put them down the toilet. That's no. actually bad. Don't flush them. Take them to a specific place to get them disposed of properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow is National Crawfish Day. It is actually also an International Bat Appreciation Day. Cheese Ball Day. Uh, Ellis cheese Island. <laughs> yes, it's Cheese Ball Day tomorrow. <laughs> um, Ellis Island Family History Day. Haiku Poetry Day. Uh, National Auctioneers Day. That's wrong, day. by the way. What is it? Day Poetry Haiku. That's only haiku. the five. Yeah, that's only the five. Where's the seven and the five? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what that's yes, that's that's what tomorrow is. So uh, it is also National Record Store Day, which yes, which is a lost art. Um, I used to love going into like in the mall where they would have. There's still a few left, but I used to love going to like Musicland or Sam Goody in the mall. And I could spend probably hours in a music place looking at music. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. No, absolutely, I could. And on April 18th, it is Animal Crackers Day, National Animal Crackers Day, uh, National Lineman Appreciation Day, and National Columnist Day. So if you have a favorite columnist uh, from your local paper and or magazine or elsewhere, uh, read their good works. But that's the almanac, though. Um, so wait, so yeah. I have a question for you then. Oh, we got to answer. Are animal crackers actual crackers or are they cookies? Because they're not necessarily, I don't think they're crackers. But I would love to hear what your opinion is on them. I think that it falls in the cookie category. Uh, because to me, if it is, I mean, because it's not, to me a cracker would be something that is of the, thin, like, saltine type of variety, um, I think that they're animal cookies. I don't, don't Some of them call them actually animal cookies, but some places call them animal crackers. I think it all depends on where you uh, are at regionally. But you call them animal crackers, right? Yeah, I call them animal crackers, but they're still, to me, a cookie. Kind of like it's a tomato like like fruit, but I still wouldn't call it a fruit. We're not, not going to start that debate, are we? Yeah. It's a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> to, to which I say no. <laughs> so, 
to me, a sandwich is something that's pretty much on a bun. A bun that is so it's cut a hamburger half. sandwich? Uh, it's cut in half. <laughs> so, yeah. A hot dog bun is not cut in so half. So a hamburger half. is a sandwich? Mm-hmm. I would call a hamburger a sandwich. But a, okay, but a hot dog is not. Because oh. if you are using the definition that you just used, a hamburger or a hot dog bun is a bun and cut in half. To me, cut in half, and I'm going to say it in the, in the sense of cut in half, like there's space between them all the way through. So like cut through all the way. It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The bread's not combined still. It's bread that's cut in half. A hamburger, some buns, yes, have that little like fold, but you never ate a hamburger in a folded bun. You pretty much just tear it off, and it's in half in between. Hot dog, you're not going to take a hot dog bun to, I hope you don't, because that is like all types of hot dog sin. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I can't put a hot dog in a sandwich category. I can't. I mean, whoever said, get me okay. a hot dog. I think a hot dog is a hot dog, a hamburger is a hamburger, and a sandwich is a sandwich. I think sandwiches are either made with just a spreadable jam, jelly, or butter, so like peanut butter or butter, um, or it has cold cuts, or any combination thereof. You want to put jam on a piece of ham and put it in between two pieces of bread, then yeah, fine, that's a sandwich. I don't think tortillas that are rolled up with lunch meat are sandwiches. I don't, yeah. So tacos are not sandwiches. <laughs> Hot dogs are not tacos. <laughs> it's just, okay, whatever. It's fun to, it's fun to talk about, I guess. There you go. We're <laughs> your service here. I got a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever you get sick, do you always go to Google to look up what it what could possibly be wrong with you? You look up like the symptoms on no. Google. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of you, but I love people. I had a coworker that looked up his symptoms on Google, and apparently he had been shot. <laughs> Didn't remember getting into a gunfight before he came into work, but you know he might have been. So yeah, no, I I avoid Google. Well, here's the thing: I know people that are like that, and there was an article out this week, and it says that if you diagnose an illness after searching for symptoms online, your hypothesis may be accurate, according to a new report. The study, which was conducted at Brigham and Women's Hospital and Harvard Medical School Department of Health Care Policy, found that people were more likely to accurately diagnose a loved one's sickness after searching for symptoms online compared to when they tried to diagnose them having done no prior research. What's more, participants didn't report an uptick in anxiety after searching for symptoms and were able to determine if the ill could wait for an appointment or call 911. According to Dr. David Levine, who is the study author and general internist there, said that our work suggests that it is likely okay 
to tell our patients to Google it. Researchers asked 5,000 people to read a case study comprising various symptoms, then gave a diagnosis. Participants did search for the symptoms online, then gave another, more informed diagnosis. And those were more accurate after the participants searched online. One limitation, however, is that researchers asked participants to imagine that the person experiencing the symptoms was a loved one. It's unclear if the findings could apply to people diagnosing themselves. Um, but the findings contradict what, what nurses and doctors advise. Don't Google those symptoms. As an earnest symptoms uh, search can lead to doom scrolling and undue anxiety, especially if a stub toe turns into skin cancer. And doctors have cautioned that searching for your symptoms can lead to a wrong diagnosis or a wrong treatment. A study also found out of 23 websites that offered information about diagnosis and treatments, the correct one came up first in search only 34% of the time. I know people who <laughs> will go to these websites and will look it up and think that that is the definitive answer. Because they're like, well, I got this. I got that too. And, oh, yeah, that happened last week. So it's got to be this. And you can't tell them any different. And I'm wondering if it's more so people who are hypochondriacs than people who <laughs> utilize a little bit of common sense. But you've never once felt the need to go to Google and Google, like, a symptom? I, I, I... <sighs> There's so many things that could be said right now. I just... Hmm. We're all family, you can say it. No, no, no. We're not all family. That's the problem. <laughs> gonna call, no, gonna call I, you. See, I know exactly what she wants to do. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what she wants to say exactly to all of you is... Uh, so crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. <laughs> That's what she's trying to tell you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be correct. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Again, I go back to my coworker came into work, Googled symptoms, and found out he had been in a gunfight. So, I mean. <laughs> Surely he didn't take that as like. The ultimate, like, you know, truth. No. He knew oh, he went in no. a gunfight. No. No, 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 no. Um, actually, it became very funny with us because then we're like, okay, well, we we figured out that more than half of the time that we either WebMD'd or Googled symptoms that we had when we were sick, we'd end up with either Lyme's disease, some form of cancer, usually both, or something outrageous like, you know, there was, you've been shot. Um, and every time one of the three or any combination thereof, like maybe two or the three, would end up on the list of things that it was. And then most of the time it was like, you have a cold. Stop being gross, you know? So, yeah, no, I don't take that as a definitive. I never, I, I can't say I never. I cannot say I never. I have when it's been odd. Um, like, uh, when I ended up with a rash in a perfect circle, um, didn't know what that was, and found out later it was um, it was something that had been explained. So something like that, yeah. But no, no. 
trying to be nice. I mean, Google it if you want to, but, like, it's like a research paper. Ha! See? I can use my, I can use what I just had uh, the discussion with my, my kiddo about. It's like a research paper. You don't take just one source. <laughs> Go to multiple. Oh, you get some credible yeah. ones in there, you know, with people that have degrees. <laughs> Study <Studying laughs> stuff. Not just Joe Schmo off of Facebook, okay? So, right. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. I agree. No, I'm not one of those people that uh, utilizes Google. I mean, I might skim it real quick to try and get, like, a general idea, but I don't use it as the Bible. Because the thing is, is that, as I always tell people who do that, that you're working yourself up into something that, think about it, you went to the Internet to try to get an answer. <laughs> so it, that's not going to be a definitive answer. And until tests are run, until you actually had a medical professional take a look at you, you know, I mean, that's not the answer that you should be working yourself up into unless it's just like, and even then, if you've got something more serious, if you're, like, coughing up blood every five minutes, then, yeah, you need to get to a doctor. You don't got time to Google that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but, no, I, if you've got time to Google up something, then you're not that sick. So, to me, I, I'd say it's nice to have those things, but don't take it literally. So, that's just me. Um I wanted to kind of skip ahead to a story here that uh, I came across. And we're not ones to judge, not ones to, uh, you know, kind of say yay or nay. But I thought it was interesting because uh, what I read about this week, and I know a lot of people were talking about it. And, of course, as I'm talking to you live, of course, the story's not coming up, but I already know it anyway. But it involves... Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian, two people who are awesome people and who started dating. And recently, and I think the question that I brought to mind here and what I was thinking of was because they had known each other for years. I think they had known each other for the last 10 years. And they are now dating because I guess, you know, they're both at a point of their lives where they're both free. They've known each other. Their kids know each other. And recently, Travis got a tattoo of Courtney's name, and then he went online and pretty much kind of gushed about having sex with her. And I know it's Hollywood, but they've only been seeing each other really exclusively here for the last couple of months. And and I guess my question, and I know what the answer is going to be, is even if it's Hollywood, isn't that too soon to kind of really be? I don't know what's what's the time limit to where you're freely opening talking about your relationship. I know it's not a time limit to get a tattoo of somebody else's name. Uh, <laughs> I would never ever do that. Um, but. There are very few times in my life that I would get a tattoo of someone's name, and it is not a significant other. It would be, uh, well, I can't even say that. I might get a significant other's tattoo name tattooed on my on my body if that significant other 
had been part of my life long enough and then passed away tragically. That's the only time a significant other would make it their way onto my body. Otherwise, names are, re, are, are um, reserved for people who are close to me that passed away, people that are close to me like my, my folks, like family, immediate family, if they're important, um, and pets. Like that's, that's really it. Um, how soon can someone talk about their relationship? As soon as they both agree that it's okay. Like, I think, again, you said it a couple of times. They're both adults. Um, Now, tattoos, gushing about how, how, you know, I I am 100% against anyone gushing about we've done the the naughty um, being broadcast to the world. I think that is something that should be, and, and, I'm not a prudish person. Um, I don't get offended by much, and uh, LeVar can vouch for me on this one, but what happens in the bedroom should stay behind, you know, should stay between the people that are in the bedroom. Um, I don't believe that anybody should be going out there going, yeah, I got some last night. Even if you're joking, it's not the best joke, you know. Be like, "Mm mm-hmm. I hit that. Eh, really? This, that that to me screams of someone who's not sticking around. Right. Because if it's something that's that special, I think that you would want to keep that between you and, and that person. Like, I don't know that anybody would ever know. Like, what's mine is mine. And if I think it's special and I don't want anybody else to be part of that, then I'm not. Um, I just, I just don't, I just don't think, I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think that's appropriate. So of all the things that happened, what the most inappropriate thing he did was saying, yeah, I slept with the Kardashians. Like to that, to me, that sounds like a scoreboard. It sounds like a, a, like a notch in his belt. It doesn't sound like love or even heavy, like, you know, or really like, it doesn't sound like any of those. It, It sounds like a conquest in to me, it, that's demeaning, you know. By all means, get yours if that's what you're going to do. But do you have to broadcast it? Like, I don't need to know about it. Good on you. Right. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, you know, yeah, they knew each other for 10 years. This almost sounds like Tim and Tanya because it's like they kind of knew each other for years before he pretty much kind of like went all in on it now to get a divorce. And it's kind of like two. I mean, I'm happy that they're happy because I mean they've both been through like a lot of things in their life. Um, I just thought it was kind of like awkward because I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't wait because I, mean, I don't know if there were song lyrics or whatever, but it was kind of like, hey, can't wait to have sex with you. And then he tagged her in it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> um, very close. You know, like, I think I would have been more like if he had put something like, oh, you know what, you. Bring uh, the essence of the sun into my life, and then tagged her. That's something that's about sex, because at that point I'm like, yeah, well, I know what that relationship's all about. Um, yeah, um, it's. I think they always used to say, you know, a, a you know person never kisses and tells, or a gentleman never kisses and tells. It's like, oh, keep it that way. 
I mean, we know it's you guys are probably doing it, but at least have some type of like uh, keep it sacred privacy to it. Right, yeah. keep it sacred. Keep it between you guys, unless you right. guys are planning on becoming porn stars. And if you are good on you, I, why? And even then, okay, even then, do porn stars go out there and go, I had sex with? Nope. No. The only time exactly. you'll see that is this if is it's an I'm actually saying. filmed scene that <laughs> they check coming out. They don't tell you. You really don't know about their much about their private lives, not too much. And actually, that's a very good uh, uh, segue here because – there was an adult star recently that got engaged, and they had posted about it. And not a lot of people knew that she was even seeing somebody, but uh, she had posted about her engagement. And you can't believe the number of people who had made jokes, who had talked about the fact that, oh, man, I'm not sure I could do that. You know who you're marrying? You married somebody that, you know, did this, did that, did a gangbang here, and blah, 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 blah. I think he knows that already, you know? So. Right. Yeah, it's way different times, my my friends, but yes. But uh, we've reached the halfway point here of the show. Uh, I have a confession coming up after the break because I looked at a story that we were going to do tonight, and the story had recently been posted, and then when I saw the post date, it was a little old. So we're going to have a fun story of should we do this story or should we do another story? Because I always have more for you. <laughs> and then we're also going to talk about uh, the 20 life skills that adults said they wish they had been taught at school. But first, tonight, retro moment of the week, uh, one that involves a strange toy that you would only have to envision while you're hearing the commercial. And then what was it like to buy a record 50 years ago this year? You'll hear them both on uh, Retro Moments of the Week, but first, this is page one with LeVar and Mary. Here's Milky, the marvelous milking cow. It's fun to milk her, gonna do it right now. She drinks the water when we pump her tail. She's raising her head, it's milking time now. Her pretend milk is a-feeling the pail. She drinks water! I guess we can milk. Milky the marvelous milking cow. Milky the marvelous milking cow with pretend milk tablets. She's new from Kenner. It's Woolworth's Stereo Spectacular 71, a fantastic once-a-year sale of albums, LPs, tapes, everything in stereo, unbelievably low price. Woolworth's Stereo Spectacular has top stereo LPs, the biggest hits just off the charts for only $1.57. Famous labels, favorite stars, Herb Alpert, Petula Clark, The Association, Canned Heat, many more for only $1.57. And another fabulous group of LPs on sale for just 87 cents. Jack Jones, The Beach Boys, Guess Who, and more. And for children, the original cast album of Sesame Street, only 87 cents. Woolworth Stereo Spectacular has big savings on eight-track stereo cartridges. Dionne Warwick, Lou Rawls, Glenn Campbell, Blind Faith, many more for only $2.99. Supplies are limited, so hurry over and save during Woolworth Stereo Spectacular 71. Thank you for shopping, Woolworth. It's the fun place to shop. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary. 
on Block Talk Radio, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. everyone to page one with LeVar and Mary here with you tonight. I kid, I kid you that. That Milky the Milking Cow did have otters. <laughs> that, that commercial had me giggling. <laughs> it had otters and it actually had a pail underneath and you would pull the tail up and down and this substance that was supposed to be milk would come out of the udders. Uh, I'm not sure you would drink it. <laughs> and it was Milky the Milking Cow, which was from Kenner, an actual toy. You can look it up online. You can see it for yourself. Um, and then how about that Woolworth uh, special, Tula Clark, the Associated? Yeah, Six, no, right? 80, 87 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, come on. That's some good deals. Um, right? I think some were $1.29, some were $0.87. Cents. Then the other ones were two ninety nine. That's expensive. 1971. It, 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 that, that, those are the high-class high ones right there. I'll say. They're going to be, they're gonna be, uh, <laughs> be collector's items in a minute. <laughs> right. Before we kind of go forward into the rest of the evening, let's take a look here at what's trending online. Uh, it's definitely not Milky the Milking Cow. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, pretty much Friday night, uh, of course, uh, SmackDown. It's the first SmackDown post-WrestleMania, which is trending. Um, Bellator 257, which is tonight on uh, Show Sports, is trending as well. Um, Roger Stone, uh, the friend of former President Donald Trump, is trending. Uh, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit today saying that he owes nearly $2 million in unpaid taxes and penalties and that he and his wife used an LLC to pretty much shield um, their personal income from enforced collection and to fund a lavish lifestyle. Um, and then also trending... Um, is Paul George of the Clippers as he puts up a game-high 37 points, nine rebounds, six assists, and a loss as the Clippers lost to the Sixers 106-103. Kyle Schwarber, uh, I know you (laughs) you don't want to hear his name now. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Former uh, who pretty much hit a second-deck walk-off tonight for the Nationals, that thing towered. Uh, no shore bombs are now uh, going on in Washington. I think they measured it at 463 feet, uh, which is what happened. Eight. Yeah. And then uh, Alfred Molina is trending tonight, uh, according to Fandom. Alfred Molina reveals the Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, picks up uh, 
Doc Ock's story where it left off in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Uh, he says director John Watts told him, quote, in this universe, no one really dies. Uh, so he confirms that he'll be returning as Doc Ock, and uh, yeah, he'll take off, he'll, the story will take place right where it left off after the 2004 movie. So, um, I don't think I saw that movie. <laughs> I know, I'm bad. Uh, I'm giving you the look. It's it's insane. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't Come on, see man. <laughs> Come all, on. I know, I know. Um, and also trending tonight, which was pretty funny, was was Twitter. Uh, the reason why was because an hour ago, uh, Twitter support put out a tweet that tweets may not be loading for some of you and that they were working on fixing a problem and you'll be back to the timeline soon. And so a lot of people uh, went online with the hashtag was Twitter. Uh, some of them, of course, Twitter never disappoints. Uh, someone put, uh, <laughs> while was Twitter down? I got a new job, a wife, and two kids. Um, and then also, where do you go to ask people, was Twitter down? Uh, then somebody said, was Twitter down or something? Thought I got suspended again. <laughs> uh, me switching, well, you have to see that one. Um, it says, was Twitter down? Yes. Did Twitter die for a minute? Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then it says, why was Twitter down, and why did I get a little panic attack thinking my like history finally caught up to me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, then somebody said, was Twitter down for a second? I almost went outside to touch the grass. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, no, I think that's sad when so, when social media goes down, everybody panics. <laughs> and everybody's acting like they don't know what to do. Life does go on. Right? You can go outside. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody said uh, they started their Wi-Fi device two times <laughs> just because they didn't think Twitter would be down. A lot of people here who were nervous about Twitter being down, but it's it seems to be back up because – that's the only way we were able to bring you tonight's timeline and what's available on Twitter. So, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, so I have a confession to make here. I had a story all lined up here. And right before the show, uh, sometimes throughout the week I'll see different stories. And I think it might be of interest to share with you guys and to talk about it. So there was a story about uh, how open relationships are more popular than you might think and some data that goes along with it. But upon further looking into the story, I noticed that the story, which was posted just recently on a website, was from 2019. A lot of things have changed in between then. Any other time, I would have gone with that story, but I kind of feel that it's – we can. I could I could share it with you real quick, but I don't think it's, like, worth the price of admission. You know what I mean? 
Oh, yeah. We no, can no, either no. continue with that. I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you smell what the rock is cooking. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I will either give my wonderful co-host here an option, which we do from time to time. We could either continue with that story, and I could tell you the stats, or I can give you another story in place of. Do we have time for both? Probably oh, not. Oh, we always have time. Off the building, we have time for both. <laughs> we got, we got two mean, hours. We, I mean, we got both. Uh, so if you've got time, I've got time. We talked about we talked about open relationships recently, haven't we? I, I feel like did. we have. I know that we have a few times. Yeah, and on this one, it pretty much was a study from 2019. It was posted originally in 2019, posted again recently. But they found uh, – it said pretty much to guess how many North American, which is us, uh, couples grant each other permission to, quote, occasionally step out and play sexually with others, uh, engage in partner swapping, and enter into emotional commitments with more than one partner. And it says the best evidence suggests that around 4% of adults – that may not sound like many, but it means one couple in 25. And if you know two dozen couples, chances are one participates in consensual non-monogamy, or CNM, also known as open relationships. Put it another way, 4% means some 2.8 million U.S. couples. The most recent study, an online survey of representative sample, which was back in 2019, of 2003 Canadians, found 4% participation in CNM. Other studies agree or come up with higher estimates. Temple University researchers surveyed 2,270 U.S. adults and found that 4% reported it. An Indiana University study of 2,021 U.S. adults showed that 10% of the women and 18% of the men reported having at least one threesome. And based on census samples of 8,718 single American adults, another group of Indiana researchers found that 21% or one in five reported at least one experience of CNM, um, which they say that most people believe that you must be at least emotionally troubled, if not deranged, which several studies show that swingers are the people next door with a few intriguing differences. Compared with monogamous couples, swingers typically report happier marriages, express more non-sexual affection, consider their sex more satisfying, enjoy more marital communication, praise their primary partners more, express less jealousy, and they are about as likely to say that swinging strengthened their marriages, 27%, as that it contributed to their divorces, 24%, and no more likely than the general population to suffer anxiety, depression, and other mental health problems, which is quite interesting. On the equal end, one would get that if somebody – it cheated on their partner. You think the study is a little inflated, or that that could actually be true? Somewhere in between. I think the, the truth is somewhere in between. I don't think it's inflated, but I don't think it's 100% true either. Um, but I, I, I am surprised. I am surprised. Um, I, I do know of someone who entertains that lifestyle um, and have had to, in the course of my life, have to do research into. 
So depending on how they set up their lifestyle and their trust and, and like, the rules, I guess it could be done. I'm not that kind of person, only because I get jealous, you know. It's one of those, like, you're supposed to be here with me and you're over there with that other person. So that that that's that's me. Um, but I'm I'm kind of I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I get that. That that totally, I get that because I was like I was just so surprised that there was when you look at the number. Um, yeah, I I was. I was Shocked by the shock body amount. But that was the story that I was going to bail out on. Now over to the story that I was going to replace that with. And this is for those of you who are out there in the uh, uh, singledom and are out there on the dating scene, which is a current story. Uh, this coming from uh, PRNewsWire.com. And they said that pretty much it's time to address the ultimate online dating question. Do people actually enjoy your selfies or are Belfie's selfies of your bottom more effective in building a lasting romantic spark? Dating.com, part of the dating group and the company behind numerous online dating sites, announced today the results of its latest member survey, revealing that Belfie's have taken precedence among today's most eligible singles. The online dating giant also shares its steamy order to Belfie for those new to the process. Now, becoming more familiar with your body can do wonders not only for the relationship you want to have with yourself, but also for your relationships with potential partners. But before taking some new snapshots, consider the following standout findings as a guide. More than half of the respondents, or 64%, have sent an online connection at least one Belfie Within the last 12 months, 36% claim they have never taken one. 89% have sent an online connection at least one selfie within the last 12 months. 11% claim they have never taken one. I find that hard to believe. Of the 36% of respondents who claim they have never taken a Belfie, more than half would be open to trying it. More women, 59%, send these Belfies than men. However, a significant amount of men, 41%, still choose to participate. 75% believe taking Belfies improved their self-esteem and helped them to overcome insecurity. And 40% believe that taking selfies improves their self-esteem and helped them to overcome insecurity. However, the majority, 60%, believe the act does the exact opposite for them. Well, there's a few more uh, stats in there, but I was going to stop uh, right now because... I know that uh, you have seen a few of these sites. Have you noticed an increase in Belfies? Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Um, not on the sites themselves, um, but yes. <laughs> you taking a Belfie? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have not to put up onto the site. So, I mean, yeah, let's, let's be honest. We're all family here, right? You said so earlier. Um, even though we're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I have. I have engaged in in a belty or two. Um, however, um, they have been sent to 
very specific people for a very specific purpose, and and I I enjoyed that. Now, did it make my self-esteem go up? I found that the point of taking, like the the act of taking them, mm-hmm. gave me just as much anxiety as taking a selfie. With getting really? the angles right and the lighting right, and making sure that I looked okay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I will say that that that's why there's only been, I want to say maybe two. To be honest, like I, I'm sitting here trying to think if I've taken more. <laughs> <laughs> I have not have to take belfies or anything for sites. I would actually say for me, it's not anxiety, but I don't like, I'll take a selfie or I'll take a photo with someone, but I always feel that going into it, your photo is going to be 50% ruined now that I'm in it. <laughs> oh, so, that's not true. That's the, well, I, in a few weeks when, uh folks potentially see me you will see why uh by the way that's that's a great like segue um please, please. No. so i um <laughs> no bell piece for me on that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get we'll get uh we'll get the video of that but uh uh the other part of this was among those who have sent a belfie 86 percent report that the experience was enjoyable 14 report feelings of anxiety after initially sending. Among those who sent one, 41% report that the experience was enjoyable. 59% report feelings of anxiety after initially sending. And among those who have received one, 98% of course, 98% report that the experience was enjoyable. Among those who have received one, uh, a selfie, 87% report that the experience was enjoyable. And 77% credit a Belfie to an improved romantic connection online. So uh, they did have rules and tips for those who may need some inspiration. Uh, Dating.com says to learn your angles. Standard Belfie angles, uh, they vary greatly from that of selfies. For example, selfies are often taken from a higher, almost aerial angle to promote a leaner look, but the exact opposite is the goal with Belfies. A lower angle will accentuate your bottom and show off your curves. And it also says to make use of your surroundings. If there is a reflective surface like a mirror nearby, use it to your advantage. It's much easier to take a picture of your behind this way, and an over-the-shoulder smolder is always a hit. And it says leave a little something to the imagination. It's great to embrace your body and showcase your confidence, but it's also important to leave your partner wanting more, keep some form of clothing on in your belfies to effectively keep your match Guessing and Curious. So you can find more at dating.com on that. But, uh, yeah, Uh, I just saw an interesting other article about uh, dad bods, but I'm not going to go into that one until next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, those were the uh, interesting things from there that they shared. So, no, Belfie, Selfie. I learned something today. I did not even know what a Belfie was. Uh, if that's the case, I know a lot of people who usually take Belfies or the model pose where they kind of, like, stand at a side angle. And, um, I mean, that counts as a Belfie, right? 
as long as that, yeah, as long as the bottom half shows. Did not know that. Interesting. You learn something new every day. Uh, also, uh, the other story that we had here tonight, and I swear we talked about something like this before, but uh, the mirror uh, from the U.K. here uh, had an interesting result to a survey. Over a 1,000 parents were asked which classroom lessons they feel would have helped them in later life is what children are being taught, is what, or what children are being taught comes under the microscope. And it was a 1,000 moms and dads of children aged 11 to 16, and they revealed that they also wished they had been taught how to organize their finances, create a cover letter, and use math in real life. A number of parents wished they had learned uh, practical skills such as how to change a tire, plaster over a crack. And while others say it would have been useful if teachers uh, could have covered the basics on how to speak publicly, the importance of confidence and even how to invest. Almost 9 in 10 parents said that they taught self-care, uh, they taught self-care skills are more important in adult life than algebra. Yeah, I think so. Um, and some of the things on this list, uh, and also, too, 47% of parents didn't feel prepared enough to teach their kid important life skills, which is something. Um, but the list here, the 20 things that parents wish they had learned at school, how to code, which I guess is that's a U.K. thing. you got to remember where this list came from. Uh, how to put up a shelf was on that list. Uh, we talked about how to plaster over holes and cracks putting up wallpaper, changing a car tire, how to speak publicly, which I'm surprised some schools, maybe I'm out of touch here. I, I know my school didn't have it in high school, uh, but some schools, don't they have even before college public speaking courses? Some do, yes, and I know that you're kind of putting this towards me because of, because of the, the kiddo. Um, yeah, uh, depending on the school, um, I know that in my high school we had a public speaking course, and it and then on top of that there was a um, debate, not debate, but there was something and debate. I, I can't think of the something at the beginning of that. Um, but that was one of those two courses was actually a requirement for graduation when I was in high school. Um, the kiddo does have to take a communications course of some type. So again, there's public speaking that's involved in that. So. Yes, they do. Um, do all schools have that? I, I can't tell you. I've not been to all schools. I think that's a requirement across the board, but I'm not sure anymore. And the way that it's sounding, it may not be. I tell you, they definitely need to do that nowadays. Uh, <laughs> uh, how to maintain a home was also on that list. How to step out of your comfort zone was something that they wish they had learned. Uh, how math is used in real life, how to present yourself at a job interview, uh, how to create a cover letter, how to buy a house was mm. on that list, uh, how to start a business, how to cook everyday meals, which would be home ec, which I'm surprised that uh, a lot of people didn't have that. Uh, the importance of confidence. Home ec has gone away. I will say that. I don't see a lot of home ec kinds of classes anymore and a lot of the schools that I at least around here don't even have kitchens in them to do for demonstrations anymore 
I took home ec in high school. Um, and I think at that time it was kind of really a dying breed. Uh, we had to buy or bring in certain things for the class because, of course, they can't afford the food to bring in. That's expensive. Uh, so each of us bought in bags of groceries, and we had a list. And, yeah, um, but that's on there, the importance of confidence, uh, how to look after your mental health, which I don't know if school can really teach that, uh, how taxes work, how to invest money, how to organize your finances, like budgeting, and how to save money. So a lot of the money things here made the top five that parents wish they had learned before they had gone out into the real world, um, which I think should be taught uh, because, to me, what happens is that you turn 18, you go off to school, and that first credit card, and you think that you know, and before you know it, uh uh-oh, now I am in the hole and I pretty much maxed out my card, you know. And even then, there's some adults, and I work in an industry in which money is transacted. You would be surprised at how many people still don't know how money works, and those that think they do and embarrass themselves badly, uh, yeah. I don't know why they don't have those type of classes in high school. I agree. And I even I'm going to go a step further and just say that if there are classes like that in the high schools, um, that should be one of your senior year classes, your junior or senior year classes. Um, that way, it's taken late enough in your academic career that it, it makes sense mm-hmm. to have. Um, but it's not so early in your academic career that it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's those skills like personal finance, just something personal finance, and then include in there little things. It, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be um, doing your taxes. Uh, it could be um, budgeting for groceries. Um, it could be. Reading how an APR shows on a on a finance sheet, any of those could be in that kind of personal finance group, or maybe it's personal, um, like you know how to survive. I don't know how you what you call it, but you do some of those things. I know how to change a tire. I am surprised by how many people in this area, maybe younger than me, maybe a little bit younger than me don't know how to change a tire at all. And they're like, I just call somebody, they'll come out and they'll change it for me. It's like, yeah, but what if those people run if those people are gonna get older and die, if you don't have the the knowledge and you can't get your car to wherever but now how how do you change a tire? What if you don't right. have cell service where your your car broke down? Right. You, you're gonna wait for somebody that knows how to change a tire to pull out like little things like it's just it's I it's kind of I don't want to say it's surprising because it isn't necessarily but it's kind of sad. Wow, yeah, it is. It's it's life lessons and you know unfortunately there was no class for that but sometimes you have to go out there and learn on your own and 
learn or try and find a place where you can learn. Or one wonderful thing now is we have YouTube. <laughs> you right. Self, self, anything on YouTube. And but, there's all uh, sorts of stuff on YouTube, yeah. Yep. Uh, before we leave, one extra story here tonight uh, that I thought was actually pretty cool. I think over the last few weeks we've told you about different jobs out there, everything from watching uh, crime stories for 24 hours to mattress testing. This is from a website called Bonus Finder. Finder. They are looking to pay someone to become a Major League Baseball food tester if they pick you. You'll go to a few Major League Baseball parks to watch games, eat hot dogs, and report on how they are. They'll pay you $500, plus they'll cover your travel and food. If you're interested, you'll need to apply on their website before May 2nd at bonusfinder.com. I really wish I could do that. <laughs> me too. Yes, that please, would sign be awesome. me up. The judging, I'm on a website. I would love right. to do that. Uh, it says here that having already sourced professional, I guess what this company does is they, um, these are the people that find people to do things. It says having already sourced professional burger, ice cream, candy, pumpkin pie taster, testers, and most recently the professional Netflix binge watcher, the official MLB hot dog tester will join the elite group of super reviewers. The judging criteria that they're looking for is hot dog appearance and color, quality of the bun and bread flavor, uh, flavor hot dog flavor and com- uh, complexity and quality of meat, sauce and topping generosity, value for the money, game entertainment and quality, stadium atmosphere and excitement. Uh, so, yeah. And you know what? I'd like to get this guy on here to talk about this. Uh, the managing director of of this company and what they do, uh, yeah, they the world for the best things. Uh, so no, I, I, this is actually pretty interesting. Hopefully, we can get him on this show. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to do that. That would be great. I, that sounds like fun. What better way to have your work be than fun? We may have to get to work on that and see if we can bring him on one Friday night and talk about this. So, um, yeah. With that being said, the clock on the wall, even though we had a little bit of bonus time here tonight with some stories, uh, we could go another hour, but the clock on the wall says we're out of time for now. Uh, I did have more stories, but I'm not going to, I'll save them for another week. Um, but we do thank you for listening. And before we say goodnight, did you have any shout outs this week? Um, no, not this week. I, I, you know, as always, take care of yourselves and each other kind of thing. Um, but no, I don't have any shout outs or other than the one from earlier, which was if you're in the Vegas area, we're doing a pub crawl tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Uh, <laughs> downtown. <Crow>. So <laughs> anywhere on, anywhere on Fremont, stop by, say hi, and just be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm married. And I'll be like, heck yeah. I might even buy you a drink. Uh, well, hey. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm, mm, mm. 
page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple 